Hey, thanks for joining us. I'm Doug Holcomb, Senior Pastor at Live Oak. And before Easter, we started talking about this idea of what do you do when you don't know what to do? We started a series called Now What? And there are times in life where you're just not sure what to do. And those times can be very challenging, but they can also be very strategic. And specifically right now, we're in a season of life where a lot of things are changing around us. And seasons of change can be very disorienting. But one of the things you always need to remember is you're always in a season. God created the world to work with seasons. And part of the fact that there are seasons means there's always change going on. But if you think about it, life is full of seasons. Nature has seasons. There's spring, summer, winter, fall. Uh, Sports has seasons. Sorry to bring that up. We're missing sports right now. Uh, Our health goes through seasons. School goes through seasons. Work goes through seasons. Our families go through seasons. But life is set up to work with seasons. So, so listen to what Solomon, one of the wisest men who ever lived, said. This is Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes chapter 3. For everything, there is a season. A time for every activity under heaven. And then he lists some seasons. A time to be born, a time to die. Time to plant, a time to harvest. Time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tell, tear down and a time to build up. A time to cry and a time to laugh. A time to grieve and a time to dance. And he goes on and on in the list, listing these different seasons. And the thing is, everything has a season, and everything is in a season. And when you you understand the fact that life works with seasons, it helps you understand that what you're in right now, it's seasonal. It'll change. And, And it's really important to name the season you're in to navigate it. Name it to navigate it. Right now, you may be in a season of loss. Maybe you're a senior and you feel like you're losing out on the end of your senior year. Maybe you're someone who's been furloughed or laid off and you've lost a job. It's a season of loss. Maybe it's a season of anxiety right now that fears and anxiety are are heightened with all the unknowns. Maybe you're in a season of need where there's something you need or you're in a season of loneliness because of isolation. Name the season you're in to navigate it. Just like you would name what season you're in, especially this week, we've gone through multiple seasons in a week. What's today, spring or winter? Well, you name it so you can navigate it. I know it's cold today, so I put on a jacket. I know it's warm, so I go outside and enjoy the sunshine. Name the season you're in to navigate it. But what's interesting on his list of all these seasons, a season of change is not on there. And you know why? Because they're all seasons of change. When one season goes and another season comes, there's a change that goes on. And what we learn about the weather is often when seasons change, uh, storms are likely to pop up. And it can be very disorienting. So today we're going to talk about navigating change because at the end of it, when seasons change, God is always bringing about something new. And here's what he says in verse 11 after all these lists of seasons. He says this, He has made everything beautiful in its time. What if right now, in this season of change of what's going on in your life, God's bringing about something beautiful in our world, in your family, in your life? The thing is, we need to understand that seasons of change can be disruptive. So as we talk about navigating change, I want to talk about specifically how do we do that? To understand how change works, I heard somebody explain it this way. There are really three phases to change. And so you might think about where you are in this season of change for you. There's an ending. Something previously has ended. Let's go back to our example earlier of someone who's a senior who's about to graduate high school or college. 
So, so some, something has ended. You're, you're not showing up in the class anymore. We're not sure how that's going to play out for the rest of the year. There are certain activities and events, maybe sports or plays, that were disrupted in, in your senior year. Name it to navigate it and name what's been lost because something is ending. And even if you're a senior, even if it had gone as planned, something was ending. And when you understand that something's ending, you want to go, boy, I, I really need to grieve that. I'm sad that I'm missing this. Name it and acknowledge it. And then so there's one, a season that ends. And then something in the middle comes, which is a period of confusion and distress. Something ends. There's a middle frame. It's confusing. It's disorienting. Uh, you, you almost, it, it can be overwhelming emotionally at times like this because you're looking for an, a, the path forward. And it's, when it's disorienting, if you feel like you're drowning, sometimes you'll grab the first thing that floats, even if it's unhealthy. So be careful when you're going from one thing, something's ending, before something else, a new beginning starts. So there's an ending, there's a middle where you're kind of confused and disoriented. Kind of like if you ever had one of those GPS cal uh, giving uh, directions, it might say recalculating. You're trying to find the way forward to what the new normal will look like. And when the new normal gets there, it's a new beginning. Something new starts. But remember, everything changes, so whatever season you're in, it's going to change at some point. Be very careful about that. But when this new beginning comes, God is always bringing something beautiful. There's new opportunity. Here's what he told us through the prophet Isaiah. He said, see, I'm doing a new thing. God's bringing about something new. He, that's what he does. That's why seasons exist. That's why change exists. He's bringing something new. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? It's hard to understand sometimes. I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. If you're in a period of being feeling disoriented or grieving a loss or overwhelmed with kind of the season of life you're in right now, trust God to give you a path forward and to bring something beautiful and new out of it. So how do we navigate change? The thing about change is it reminds us that we don't have as much control as we thought we have. With everything changing right now, there's not a lot we can control. So what you have to do and what you have to focus on is not what you can control. You have to focus on how, how you respond. How will you respond? And there's a difference between reacting and responding. Reacting is it's just... It's just, I just, emotional and raw, and I just react to it. I say what's the first thing that comes to mind. I just act on my feelings. I just react. Choose to respond intentionally. Choose your words. Choose your actions. Choose your choices. And in a season of life like this, there's no map for this. How do we navigate it? When we don't have a map, what we've said here at Live Oak a lot is, if you don't have a map, you need a really good compass to point the way something to focus on. So let me give you several things to focus on that will help you navigate the unknown and seasons of change. First is this, focus on managing change, not manipulating change. Remember, we can't control a lot of what happens in life. A lot of times we try to, we try to manipulate things, to move things forward, especially if we think, no, this is a good thing or it's a God thing. We try to help God along to bring it about in, in our timing. And the question I would ask you is, do you trust God and his plan for your life? If you do, and I would encourage you to do that, if you trust God with his plan for your life, do you also trust his timing? Because sometimes God's timing is a little off from mine. 
I want it to move forward. I want it to happen now. But God brings about change in the right time. Ecclesiastes 7 verses 13 and 14 in the New Living Translation reads this way. Accept the way God does things. For who can straighten out what he has made crooked? Enjoy prosperity while you can. But when hard times strike, realize that both come from God. And remember that nothing is certain in this life. You know why I think God brings about change and why God allows us to experience times of uncertainty? So we'll lean into him. So we'll trust him and we'll trust his process. There is a purpose in every process going on in your life. And there's a reason for every season. So our response needs to be to trust in him and lean into him. It's what Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. When you trust in the Lord with all your heart, that also includes all, all you are. All your thoughts, your emotions, your finances. With everything. I'm going to trust God with everything. To lean not on your own understanding. To recognize that we don't have a map and we need a guide. We need a compass. And I need to lean on his wisdom, not my own. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. The path forward in your life to the new normal, to a new season, to to navigating change, to anything, is to follow him to submit to him and follow the path that he lays out. Don't try to manipulate change, but you do need to manage it, which includes managing yourself. So the second thing would be don't make permanent decisions based on temporary conditions. Right now, we have a lot of temporary conditions, at least I hope so. I hope that we're not uh, living in isolation for the rest of our life. I, I, I get the idea that that's not the plan. And in a time like this, with so much going on, sometimes you can make decisions based on what's temporarily happening around you, including how you temporarily feel. Be very careful about making decisions or plans based on, in the context of temporary conditions. Remember, how you feel today is not how you're going to feel forever. So be careful about making decisions based on feelings. Feelings are a terrible compass. They're a terrible guide. Never, I think the worst advice ever is follow your heart. No, follow Jesus. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean on your own understanding. Submit to him in all your ways and he'll make your path straight. Don't follow your heart. Follow Jesus. Follow his plan. But be careful about managing yourself and your emotions in times like this where there's a lot of change. Seasons change. Feelings change. The only constant in life is that is change. And so if you're making decisions based on what's happening right in front of you, that'll probably change. So really listen to God, the God who, of the future, who knows the future and is leading you to a new normal. Galatians 6, 9 says, let us not become weary in doing good. Always do good. Always do God's best. And don't become weary. And it can become tiresome doing it, especially if you don't feel like you're making progress. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Well, when is that? He doesn't always tell us. At the proper time, at God's proper time, he'll get you where you need to be. He'll provide what you need. He'll do what he needs to do for you. So don't give up. Keep going. Don't make permanent decisions based on temporary conditions. How you feel today is not how you're going to feel forever. Keep doing God's best 
Keep moving forward and don't give up. Here's another thing to focus on when you're navigating change. Again, focus is so important. So focus on your faith, not your frustrations. It is actually a really good exercise to write down your frustrations. I'm very frustrated in this season of life with. Define reality. I'm a big believer in that. Like identify, this is what's wrong or this is what's challenging. This is what's hard. This is what I'm sad about. Acknowledge those, but don't make that your focal point. Instead, focus on your faith and the faithfulness of God. When the Egyptians were, uh, had the Israelites in captivity and eventually let them go, the Israelites left from one bad situation, and it felt like it went to another. They went from slavery to just kind of wandering in the wilderness and to the point where they wondered, are we stuck here forever? Would it be better to go back and be slaves than live in the wilderness wandering around? And they were starting to wonder what they should do. And then God tells them this in Deuteronomy 8. Remember how the Lord your God led you all the way into the wilderness these 40 years. 40 years they're wondering. They finally get to the end and they remember those seasons of, should we go back? And they remember those seasons of hoping there's more and they finally get there. Um, he, He led you all these ways for 40 years to humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart. Whether or not you would keep his commands. He says, remember how God led you. Then he says, be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God. Failing to observe his commands, to do what he says, to do good, uh, to follow his path and follow his plan. His laws and his decrees that I'm giving you to this day. He says, remember, don't forget. And here's why. Verse 12, otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, When you build fine houses and settle down, when your herds and flocks grow large and your silver and gold increase and all you have is multiplied, then your heart will become proud and you will forget the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. He doesn't say, hey, be careful. You might, this might happen to you or this may happen to you. He says, no, this will happen to you. They're in the middle of these two worlds. The promised land, this place where God promised he would take them, and slavery where they had been. And they're in the wilderness, but they're almost done. They've been ready. They've been wanting. They had seasons of complaining, saying, God, if we just had food, if we just had success, if we just had our own home. And God says, I'm about to give it to you, but be careful. When you get everything you want, you're likely to forget the God that gave it to you. Focus on your faith and the faithfulness of God. Because if you focus on your frustrations or if you focus on on what's good in your life, you take your focus off the one who provides it all and leads you faithfully. Psalm 33, 11 says, I know that everything God does will endure forever. Nothing can be added to it and nothing taken from it. And God does this so men will revere him, worship him, trust in him, lean on him with all their heart and not on their own understanding. Everything God's doing in your life right now, around you, in this season, he's trying to bring about some change. He wants to build a big faith in you. He wants to build trust that that, that you would have in a big God that will lead you every step of the way. And right now there's a lot of frustrations to focus on. 
Focus on your faith and the faithfulness of God. Be honest about your frustrations, but don't make that your focal point. Focus on your faith. Here's the other thing to focus on. Focus on gratitude rather than grumbling. We can easily start complaining, especially uh, if somebody else gets the ball rolling. We'll gladly jump in and start complaining. Focus on gratitude. Gratitude's incredibly important to your mental, uh, uh, emotional, and spiritual well-being. God designed you to be thankful. As a matter of fact, it even tells us in the Bible that it's God's will, his plan for your life, to be thankful. Why is that? Because it's important. And it's not because he, he needs to hear us say thank you. We need to be reminded that everything's from God, and God's given me more than sometimes I acknowledge. Ecclesiastes 3, verses 12 and following, it says, I know that there is nothing better for men than to be happy and to do good while they live, that everyone may eat and drink and find satisfaction in all his toil, work. This is the gift of God. God gives us these gifts, and some of these gifts aren't just what we eat and drink. Some of it's the job we have or the work we have to do, the contribution we make to the world. But remember, everything we have comes from him. Everything is a gift from God. James, the brother of Jesus, said, every good and perfect gift is from above. We need to acknowledge and be thankful. Colossians 3, 15 through 17 says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Let Jesus be in charge. Follow Jesus, not your emotions, not your heart. Let him rule your life. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts because he brings peace. He's the prince of peace. And he says this, and be thankful. Make the choice to practice gratitude. So much so, he says this, and whatever you do, no matter what you're doing, whether it's word or deed, something you say or something you do, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, the one who created you and has given you this life giving thanks to God the Father through him. Everything you do, do it in the name of Jesus. The fact that God, he says, I will be with you. I've given you all this. And make sure you practice thankfulness. Thankfulness is important for navigating change. When we focus on his thankfulness, it reminds us of his faithfulness. And when we see God's faithfulness, it reminds us that he's better equipped to be in charge than me. I'll follow him rather than follow my heart. And when I acknowledge that God's faithful and I understand who he is, I understand that he sees everything going on, not just now, but in the future. He can lead me to where I need to be so I can make decisions based on his plan and his will for my life, not on my temporary conditions. There's not a lot you can focus on uh, in life that you can control. There's a lot of going on that you can't control. So focus on how you'll respond and how you'll react to this very different season of life. We're in a season of life, like, like we've said, there's no map, so you need a compass to guide you, a focal point to guide you to say, this is the path that I'm going to follow. You need a guide. We need Jesus. We need to follow Jesus and follow his plan because he is the one constant in a world where everything else changes. Hebrews 10.38 says Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is consistent. His faithfulness is consistent. His character is consistent. His promises are consistent. So Jesus is our focal point. And when we focus on Jesus and we follow him, he will lead us to the new beginning. A season ends, 
there's a period of kind of, I'm not sure what to do. And Jesus says, follow me. And he leads us to a new beginning. It's what he said through Isaiah. I'm doing a new thing. It springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way. And Jesus says, follow me. Trust me. Let me lead you. Let me take you to this new beginning I have for you. Basically, he tells us I'm doing something new. And there's some change. And change is hard. So focus on Jesus. Follow him. And remember, what you're going through right now, it's just a season. Seasons change, and that's hard. But what if God is doing something new in you, in your family, in the church, in the community, in the world, and it took a season like this to bring it about? He doesn't always tell us what his purposes are, but he promises that there's purpose in every season. He's always at work. Do we trust him enough to follow to lean on him and not on our own understanding in all our ways submit to him. Well, next week we're going to continue in this now what series. How do you do or, or, or what do you do when you don't know what to do? And I, we're going to talk about the most common question I've uh, received as a pastor for the last eight years. Uh, I get a lot of questions. The most common question I'm asked is, how do I know God's plan for my life? How do I know God's will? What do I do when I don't know what to do, but I want to know what God wants me to do? How do I know that? We're actually going to spend several weeks on that because it's a pretty big subject. And my goal over the next several weeks as we talk about now what, what do you do when you don't know what to do, I want to talk about what do you do when you want to do God's will, but you're not sure what it is. How do you discover it? How do you follow it? And what does that actually mean? So I hope you join us. And man, we are praying for you. Thank you so much for joining us today. We miss seeing you. We will see you soon. This is just the season and seasons change. And eventually this season will end and I will not grieve um, being isolated. I will actually celebrate being able to be with all of you.